So today we're going to talk about kissing. Kissing? Kissing. Gross. You know where that leads to. <laughs> it leads to babies. Actually, kissing leads to dancing, and dancing leads to babies. <laughs> That's what we were I'm taught, I'm really right? glad that we are running a marriage podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> No, this is this is meant to be kind of one of our more tangible kind of yes, there's scripture, yes, there's God. It's all rooted in the gospel and the and the foundations of of, of God and the Bible. I think that's those are good foundations. <laughs> Did I say that enough? What we're saying is this is intensely practical. Meaning this, the whole thing stems around this one experiment that we tried, and we just want to share about it and hopefully get you excited about it and maybe go home and try it. All right, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean that this time. All right, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Before we get into this experiment, I'm ser- I'm so I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. Like we've yeah. written blog posts on it. It's probably one of our most popular, yeah, yeah. popular uh, blog, blog posts. posts. I want to say podcast, but we haven't done an episode on it. Which there's a lot to it than just the experiment. But we'll 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 fill so let's that start out it with a, a 15 second kiss. Ready? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me like, oh no. I was like, mm. That it's would one be way to kill so some time. awkward. Can you imagine if we just... <laughs> just the sounds in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Little ASMR. Gross. That's what that's called, right? Gross. Anyways. Um, yeah, this was one of our more popular blog posts. Probably one of the most popular blog posts in yeah. the history of Fierce Marriage. So, yeah. before we do that, how about you do housekeeping yeah. this time? Because okay. I did it last time and you kind of gave me the I did. wrap it up I did. finger. So, here's the caveat, ladies and gentlemen. We are recording this preemptively. So, this will probably release... After we're like after we're having this third daughter of ours, Selena's mm-hmm. as of the time we're recording this, Selena's thirty six weeks pregnant. We're kind of gonna hold this until we actually are within the last you know, after you delivered and we're three or four weeks out. <laughs> because we wanna take some time off and just be with our little baby and mm-hmm. I need to be there for my lovely wife. Mm-hmm. I can't be editing podcasts. <laughs> So we're going to talk about things as if we're pregnant now, but you might be hearing it after the baby's due, after right. the baby is re- right. has been released. released. <laughs> after God has released Right now we're in the pre-release. Baby. It's pre-release. Pre-order. We pre-ordered this child. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, it's a lot like releasing a book. I'm not going to lie. It's, well, it it's, is. It's way more fun doing the baby thing, though. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Housekeeping. Yeah. 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 You're diverting. Yes, I am. So um, we always like to like, we we always like to ask our listeners for ratings and reviews. So if you haven't done that, um, it's kind of a way to pay it forward, I guess, and help Mm -hmm. other people find this material. If it's helped you, then just get on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps get the word out. And it's a little way of kind of um, reciprocating, I think, some of the content you've been helped by. Uh, so thank you. Secondly, if you feel called, so we, Fierce Marriage, the podcast is definitely uh, funded and supported by you, the listeners. It's like PBS. It's brought to you by listeners like you, <laughs> um, mainly because we believe and we, we really like that model because it's the one we see Paul um, utilizing in, in the early church. He's asking, I think it's in Philippians and various epistles that he wrote. He's basically saying, hey, join arms with me as you know, you're the beneficiaries of this gospel that you've received. Now, in my time of need, 
be be the 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 meter of that need as the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and so we like this model so that way we're not having to go through um, advertisers and things. But anyway, if that if if you've benefited from the fierce marriage uh, podcast or from the content we put out there, and you want to see this content uh, pushed even further into culture, then we would ask two things of you. One is that you would pray about partnering with us mm-hmm. financially. And that looks like whatever God leads you to do, $2 a month on up, it's whatever God leads. We really just want to amass an army. We're not so concerned with amassing an amount. We want an army of believers that are like-minded. So if you feel that the prompting, just pray. Ask God if he's leading you to do this. And if he is asking you, then we would just encourage you to do the second thing, and that's to act. And the way you act is you go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. You can um, just sign up there to be a patron. There's all kinds of good stuff that comes along with being a patron. Free stuff. Mm. Um, we, we have we've given access to our free e-course for the Fierce Marriage book. There's all kinds of good stuff there. So anyway, go to Patreon.com/slash Fierce Marriage and pray if if you would. Finally, uh, if you have any questions, you can ask those. You go to FierceMarriage.com/slash Podcast and um, and you can hit the button there, or you can mm-hmm. uh, call or text this number nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty. Okay, so we, you did the what? That we did it. Housekeeping done. Housekeeping done. It's faster than it's ever been in our house. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we are gonna talk about this experiment that we did uh, a while back. It is called the fifteen second kiss, and I, I'm still just baffled that we have not done a, an episode on this. Um, but it it's, it's kind of hard to talk super, about it. It's kind of hard to talk about it over the podcast when it's all about just mm, kissing. Just kissing. Well, but there's a lot around it because I think we've right. learned, you know, that it's not simply just a kiss, right? To kiss for 15 seconds is kind of a long time, it feels like. And so why don't you talk about where it came from? Because I think that's kind of yeah. important. Yeah. So I met a guy <laughs> named Tim. He was at our church. He's an older gentleman who came and I was the worship leader at our church. We were planning it in Southern California. We mm-hmm. currently live in the Pacific Northwest. We were down there for about five years doing a number of things. Church planning was a main one. Selena was a leader at Young Life, the mm-hmm. local Young Life, uh, whatever, region. And it was awesome, awesome time. Anyway, one morning after church, I was talking to Tim, who was visiting from out of town, and he said, hey, we're celebrating 50-year whatever years of marriage. I think it was I think it was at least 30, but it was a lot of years of marriage. And I said, hey, well, we're actually doing a marriage blog what's what's your take like why are you guys still together what what's the secret sauce and i was joking right because there's no secret sauce it just is jesus just right selena's secret sauce. there's selena's special sauce <laughs> salty and sweet oh what a treat one of these days one Lena. of these days um and he just said simple it's this 15 second kiss and i said what do you mean by that and he goes well it's it says it's exactly what it sounds like you every day my wife and I would give ourselves a 15, give each other, (laughs) 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 my wife and I would give each other a 15 second kiss. And he said, it's long enough that you can't fake it. And it forces us to connect. And so those are the two things we're trying to really harp on. The two chords that we're trying to harp on here is. Yeah. And I'd never heard of that before. No. That you would time a kiss in that way. It sounds, it sounded a bit, it's one of these things like you could easily make it weird or it can be really endearing and fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously we're airing on the, not the weird side, on the endearing and fun (laughs) side. And so we went ahead and tried it. Yes. We kiss, I, I feel like we have a pretty good kissing track record. Yep. Selena, I'd like to think you're probably the best kisser in the world. And I somehow... Somehow snagged you. You are. You you were my, I mean, for full no, disclosure. You're the best kisser. I'm just all on for the ride. Well, that's because I saved myself. <laughs> you little Mac daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. 
<laughs> no, I did not kiss anybody. I kissed a guy on a cheek. That was it. But I never kissed on the lips or like any major kissing hap- did not happen before you. So you're welcome. That is crazy to think. <laughs> and I'm thankful. I Thank was you like for that. 16, right? When we first kissed. Yeah. Yes. Those I just different times, I think. And I just, I don't know. I felt like I wanted it to be the person that I was going to marry. And it's so fun, too, because our daughters have your lips. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Which... And with every child, we see this. We just got a, an ultrasound the other day. And with every girl, the lips just getting are getting puffier and the, puffier. They're I more think. luscious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And so Anyways. as a dad, I get, I get to kiss all four of these girls. All the lips. <laughs> it's awesome. On the lips. Yep. Yeah. But anyway. But so, yeah. We, uh, we tried this experiment. Mm-hmm. I was a little like hesitant. I was like, so we're yeah. going to like time it on our phones or like, <laughs> what do we do? We count in our head like one, 1,000. Yeah, no, don't do that. That's just distracting. <laughs> set, a, set a timer on your microwave. <laughs> they, yeah, perfect. <laughs> no, but I think that, I think that the important thing was the, the time that it took to do it, right? It, it's a little intimidating, but it's like you said, you can't, it's long enough where you can't fake it. And it really does force you to connect. Like if you're going to stand there for 15 seconds kissing, mm-hmm. you're either, it's either going to get super awkward <laughs> or it's going to be awesome. Right. And right. That, and, well, the thing ahead. is, is you burn 15 seconds all the time mm-hmm. without even thinking twice about it. And here it is. Now you're focusing completely on one task <laughs> for 15 seconds. Right. It's tricky. It does take getting some used to. Right. In fact, from the time I mentioned 15 seconds uh, up until this moment, <gasps> it's that been 15, 15 seconds? seconds. Oh, my goodness. So it's it's not a short period of time right. when, when when you're not distracted. It's a long period. Of, like, if, have you ever tried to hold, like, a wall sit for 15 seconds when you're exhausted? <laughs> uh, yeah. All I'm not time. talking the first 15. I'm talking the last 15 <laughs> seconds. That's when your legs start shaking. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. It's yeah. brutal. Well, and I think that that's kind of a good illustration for why why the 15 second kiss can be such a a great starting point because sometimes you know we're disconnected throughout our weeks we're not really we're you know people write into us all the time how can we have you know more sex or how can we how can it be more fulfilling how can we connect uh throughout the week we're not we're just kind of roommates we don't mean to be but um and kissing is one of those things that's just super disarming right it's it's just kind of starting the fire and you know you can kiss it out (laughs) and it's Mm. it's one of those things that just it it requires so much of you like your lips are a big thing (laughs) you can't fake it you can't fake it and it's really your heart that is is being forced to be involved and confronted with the fact that okay if this feels awkward why does this feel awkward well we haven't kissed in a while and that's the truth and ooh, that sucks you know or that stinks sorry it's not great (laughs) because we I, we want to be more intimate. We want to pursue right. each other and we want to have more sex, right? But we can't even seem to kiss for 15 seconds without feeling awkward. So wow. that's good and convicting. So I think you're getting to the root of this. And so we're going to give you, okay, these are the, this is a very practical episode, but five kind of takeaways from our ex- experience, mm-hmm. right? And we'll go through each one of those very quickly. But I think it's important to root it once again in kind of this idea, the bigger ideas of Scripture, namely the call of God mm. to an intimate oneness within mm-hmm. marriage, not just sexual intimacy, but on every level. So intimate oneness that is spiritual, mm. intimate oneness that is emotional, intimate oneness that is physical, intimate oneness that is financial, intimate oneness that has to do with your career, that has to do with every aspect of your lives, how you how you parent your kids. It's an intimate right. oneness that is 
It's not a Tunis. It's not a. It's not. You're not roommates. You're not partners. You are one. You are partners. Yes. But you are you yes. are one first, and, yes. and what that means is there's there has to be a level of intimacy there. Um, I know you're, you're pulling up uh, Proverbs five, which right. is one of our favorite passages for this. This is a theme throughout Scripture. The one we like to harp on the most is in Proverbs five because it's just a beautiful, vivid picture. Are you going to read it? Sure. Drink water from your. This is verse fifteen. Drink water from your own cistern and running water out of your own well. So that whole proverb is ta- is contrasting, following, uh, avoiding immorality. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexual immorality versus sexual purity in your marriage. Right. And it's using the analogy of a cistern being the the vat from which it's your own supply right. of this sexual experience, sexuality, things like that. So I, I think of kissing like this. It's like you're approaching the cistern. <laughs> you're, you're, drink, you're getting ready to drink water from your yeah. own well, but this is like the ladle that gets the water out. <laughs> right. There you go. It's the, it's the vessel that you use to draw the water out. Yeah. Um, and it's it's leading you on that active path of actually drinking. One of the things we talked about, I think it was uh, probably a couple couple months back, we talked about five characteristics of a healthy sex life or five keys to a healthy perspective on sex. Yes, there it is. And it's that um, sex is an active thing. This this verse in Proverbs is drink. It's not mm. watch the water or even just like take care of the water, but it's actually partake and consume it. Right. Actively go into it and drink it. And kissing is is a gateway into that. Absolutely. And again, what's unique about kissing is it's not just sexual. You can kiss without having sex. I hope you do. <laughs> do we kiss without having sex? Yes. I'm like, wait, what is he? <laughs> it's a little harder to have sex without kissing, but I think you can kiss without going to the nth degree. Right, right. Because it, it can be this really quick, intimate connection that is emotional. And it's there's a sexual aspect to it, but it's not... It's, it's right. not offensive or you know inappropriate well, I think, yeah i think there's like this, this balance right like if it's purely physical it's kind of it can feel you can be feeling a little empty i think after it mm-hmm. but if it's physical and emotional and spiritual it just i think heightens the experience mm-hmm. a lot more and there's more purpose in it and again there's i feel yeah god designed kissing for a reason and i think his reasons go deeper than just the physical right i think it starts interesting there. Interesting. Yeah. So, what? okay. So with that foundation in place, knowing that kissing serves this greater, bigger purpose that is God ordained, God given and good. Mm. Sex is given by God and it's good. He designed it the way he did for a reason. He designed us as physical beings who would find pleasure in things like kissing. Mm -hmm. Again, all that foundational stuff. So the first takeaway was one of the first things we talked about through through our 15 second kiss experiment is that 15 seconds isn't that long except when you're kissing, right? Mm-hmm. We, again, we talked about this. Is you burn 15 seconds all the time without even thinking twice. So how easy is it just to sit on your phone on Instagram or whatever, Twitter, mm-hmm. whatever your, your poison is, <laughs> just to sit on there and daydream or, or, or even just work around the house or yeah. even just, you know, 15 seconds is never enough time. Right. Except for when you are doing something hard and intentional and kissing and or kissing. <laughs> Not that kissing is hard, but I think timing I think can make depends it hard. On the, on the, on the couple. Yeah. Well, and depends on circumstances, you know, if we're not really feeling it and then we're like, well, we should probably do this. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think it, it changes things. It's, it changes things. So. Okay. Just, so that's the first one. Just throwing that out there. Second takeaway. And we're going to rattle through these pretty quickly is it's nearly impossible to extend this is what we discovered. It's nearly impossible to kiss for an extended period of time, period of time and not feel closer. Mm-hmm. 
So it serves a very tangible purpose. Right. right. So if we're not sociopaths, hopefully, <laughs> where we can just fake it and yeah. not, not feel a thing. Right. But when you give yourselves over to someone for that period of time, it's an intimate activity. Right. And we found that as we kind of got lost, we got lost of the timing of it. Yeah. We stopped thinking like five, six, seven seconds in. Yeah. You kind of stop thinking of the time, timing aspect of it. And you actually right. get lost together. And, and the funny thing is you actually get found in that moment right. in, in your relationship. Right. Not found existentially, not spiritually, but found like you're found. Okay. Now we've arrived at a new place together. Right. And here we are. And, yeah. and it's powerful. Yeah. 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 And it, it's. I, one of the things we always think about, or at least we noted here, is that kissing always makes us feel closer. So if you want to feel closer, like it makes sense that you should try to kiss as often as you can. Mm -hmm. So, Selena, I'm preaching you to can. you right now. No. I'm definitely the kisser. He's definitely the kisser. His I, love language is definitely physical touch. Just, um, <laughs> <laughs> we just want more kisses. All the time. And Selena's, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'll like get some, you know, brush my teeth, do the mouthwash, gum. <laughs> Altoids. You make me sound so high maintenance. The whole thing. No, you're not. But I like to, you know, I present present my gift to you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All uh, right. So number three, uh, it refocused. So this 15-second kiss refocused us on who we are to each other. Interesting. So I think that's partly like what you were saying. We're kind of get lost in each other and, and sort of find each other also. Um you know, when you're you're kissably close to your smile, your spouse, <laughs> your spouse, you are yes. You're you're touching them, you're smelling their breath, all those things that you. I feel even funny just saying these things, but um, it's easy to begin seeing your spouse as you know a roommate and a casual partner versus your husband or your wife because we so quickly and so easily just start functioning and doing. Uh, rather than being together. And I think that kissing really forces that, enforces that aspect of our relationship. Um, <clears throat> it, yeah, it reminds us that we're humans, you know, we're not just, again, roommates, robots, whatever. Right, right. It forces us to stop being distracted, to look at each other, and to be each other's attention in yeah. that moment. Yeah, I love that. It's very humanizing. Very humanizing. Yeah, and there's no way around it. And yeah. That's well, great. Fighting that battle of dehumanization, I think. Well, it's so it's so easy to objectify each other. Now, hear yes. me out, because it's okay. not just it's you you objectify another person when you start kind of describing them or seeing them as a, a not, not as an individual with their own thoughts and you know emotions and opinions, but right. instead they're they serve a function that is somehow detached from the relationship. Mm -hmm. So, like um, the example I always like to use is. Right now I'm talking to you and we are having a relationship together in this podcast. But if I were to step back with the microphone and say, Selena is now podcasting. Selena <laughs> is now picking up a glass of water right. to have a sip. Selena is now leaning toward the mic. Now, I've objectified her in a really kind of satirical way, but right. that's effectively what objectification is. Kissing doesn't allow that. There's no way to be like, you're kissing and you're like, hmm, Selena, I'm now kissing me. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but... You have to, you humanize each other and you get right. close in that boundary, that barrier, that like kind of like coldness. Mm -hmm. You that, know, the 15 seconds really like melts that away, I think. Yeah. And it really, you're forced to humanize each other. You're forced to face each other. You're forced to feel and experience. And I think it's that time that passes is what is the key here. What's interesting too, is it's not just kissing's unique, but it's not just kissing for this kind of stuff. Like listening to someone also 
humanizes them, you know, <laughs> what? you know, and listening also engaging. Well, listening also like makes you the... feel closer. Listening also makes you, you know, yes. it makes your marriage healthier. It leads somewhere else. Right. Um, so all these things, I think you can exchange the 15 second kiss activity for any sort of intimacy building intentional activity. This right? is funny. I, I think of the office when, <laughs> When what's his name? Will Ferrell, Dimitri. What is it? D'Angelo Jeremetrius Vickers. Yes, when he comes in and Michael's just so, like, thinks he's cool until everybody else thinks he's cool, and then Michael gets super insecure and he's just like, you know, he he starts hating on him and everything, just gets real cold towards him, and then he he comes out and like gives him a back hug, and you know he's just like, I wish I could be. What is it? I wish I could be like you. And he goes. You're doing great. And he's like, no, I'm adequate. Yeah, I'm adequate. But he's just like, he's like, sometimes you just got to like hug it out or something. Wasn't that right when he said that? I don't remember. They've used the hug it out reference quite a few they times. They have used it. And for some reason, I think of that moment. But what I'm saying is that maybe you guys are in that moment of just like, there's, some, you know, some big insecurities happening around your marriage or there's, you know, mm. some, you're feeling some threats or whatever. Sometimes you just got to kiss it out. That's what I was just trying to get to. Interesting. Like, sometimes you just got to. The the path to intimacy, and I'm not saying this blindly because I know that there are caveats, there are nuances, and I know that there are big struggles. But I'm saying in the day to day disconnection, disengagement, you're starting to not um, feel like you're married anymore. I think kissing can definitely combat that. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's good that you say that because. I, a lot of times if we're heading into, I'm just going to be really transparent, okay? Mm-hmm. If we're, if you and I are, you know, it's been a while since we've been intimate and we both know it's kind of time. Usually I'll be the one that's soured <laughs> in that time. <laughs> I'll be the one that has gotten frustrated and has felt neglected. My love bucket's like tapped right. out. And I'm just, and even though in you're. in different ways, but I don't express it like you yeah, do. And, yeah. And especially when it comes down to that time, it's like, okay, with the kids are, you know, with a babysitter or, you know, we have this moment together. Right. The kids are asleep or whatever the, the moment is. That's where I'm like, well, I don't feel like being close to you now. I don't feel like you've, you've neglected me this far. That's true. And so often if I just, if, if I can just get to the point of like, you know what? Sometimes you just just let it go. It just try yeah. to let it, it's hard, but mm-hmm. let it go. It, and, and we'll, usually it'll start with kissing. It'll mm-hmm. start with, I don't know, just talking is, in a way that is equivocal. I could equivocate it. I don't know. It could look like kissing, right? And yeah. that I'm being very like open with you or like, or yes. and not guarded yes. in that way. Yeah. Kissing definitely requires some, some vulnerability, especially when you're not really feeling it, uh, which leads us to our fifth one, which is kissing refreshes and energizes us. You know, you're saying it might be just friskiness, but it is kind of an adrenaline shot, I think, to our relationship and to our interactions mm. with each other because yeah. we're not just talking about the things we need to do. We're not just going through the motions of like checking off the list of stuff. It's this is this this pleasure and enjoyment and the aspect of our covenant that is fleshly in some ways, like that we get to experience to his for his glory, right? Well, he did say the two became one right. flesh, <laughs> right. so I think it's okay. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to just communicate that clearly i guess as far as like it has an invigorating effect yes it's to not your purely relationship flesh. to your flesh yes yeah that's interesting i like that because it, it is true and if you again 15 seconds folks not five not three try 15 not 12 and 15 and more <laughs> 15 or, or over i'll yes. say uh this last one i think we kind of glossed over it so um 
let me recap these real fast. So okay. the first one is that the 15 second, uh, 15 seconds isn't that long except when you're kissing. So just go in expecting that. It's the first observation. The second observation is nearly impossible to kiss for an extended period of time and not feel closer to each mm-hmm. other. Uh, the third way is it refocused us. The observation is refocused us on who we are and otherwise it humanizes us. The fourth one Selena mentioned is it refreshes and energizes us. And the, and the fifth one is that and I kind of alluded to it as kissing is a gateway drug mm. and that a lot of times it contributes to our overall friskiness in our relationship. <laughs> if we're, if we're connected, right. Mm-hmm. Your friendship is, is invigorated and you have this like constant kind of, you're on different wavelength, not right. in an awkward, don't be awkward folks. Right. Don't kiss like this in public. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> but it, it usually makes us more intimacy minded. Right. Um, and generally that has a good effect on our, on yeah, our marriage. I think, I think kissing can do two things, right? It can definitely like warm things up if it's been kind of cold lately. Yeah. But it also can be a result of that warming up as well. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So because like I'm feeling emotionally connected because I'm feeling like we are partners in this and we're just kind of having one of those seasons where we're connecting and and everything's good. Like, I want to kiss you. I want to express that love to you. If we're in a cold snap and things are not, we're not connecting, kissing can be one of those ways that we sort of intentionally step into it and the feelings will follow after that. That's good. It's kind of a... So, I mean... Dual purpose there. (laughs) So, we're going to encourage you to try this for yourselves. I do want to have a... Uh, I just want to take a little sidebar and talk to maybe the couple that you just started talking to where yeah. it it's it's kind of the way to get through that cold mm. period. So if if in that sense I feel like kissing sometimes, I don't want to over spiritualize. I'm going to yeah. say this though. Sometimes is an act of faith. Yeah. In that you don't necessarily feel like extending yourself or affection in this way. Mm. And sometimes it's an act of faith trusting that when you to kind of flip this switch and make mm. yourself vulnerable in this way. And this this looks like any way you're making yourself vulnerable, right? Whether I've let my guard down and I'm actually telling you how I feel or I'm listening to how you feel mm. or I'm confessing something to you or I'm forgiving you of something you've confessed to me mm-hmm. or we're looking, we're studying, we're ta- studying God's word and talking about our faith. So we're being vulnerable in these ways. Mm-hmm. Now, kissing in that sense can be an act of faith in that you feel like you're stepping out on a limb. Will I be received or will mm. will I... Will will this make things better or worse? Yeah. And I'm not going to say that kissing will make things better all the time. I feel like there's too many nuances, but I will say this, that in some cases, Mm -hmm. it can be an act of faith that gets you to that next step Mm -hmm. um, and and does help you out. So that's our challenge to you. If you're in that spot where you guys are in in a healthy spot or you feel like you feel good Mm -hmm. or you feel like you're maybe a little reserved and this is going to be a hard thing, is give it a try. Yeah, it might be a challenge, but that's all right. And definitely give them a heads up. Don't just go lay a fifteen because <laughs> you got to be in it. Like you can't because you're, you're both because your husband and your wife's gonna be trying to get away. Like saying, "What the heck are you doing?" <laughs> um, so make sure you give them a heads up and say, "Hey, I heard this podcast. They did this fifteen second kiss experiment. Mm-hmm. They had these observations. Let's see what happens." Right. And when you do that, go to this website. Go to fifteensecondkiss.com. Yeah, that's right. I bought the URL. <laughs> you would. I would. Go to 15secondkiss.com. All that does is redirect you to this blog post and this podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Eventually, this podcast will be on that blog post. But you can uh, and leave a comment there about your experience and then just share that with us uh, if you tried it. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Did you have a question from a listener at all? I do. I do. So this is a shorter episode. So I wanted to take a moment and just talk uh, to one question that came through because I feel like this is very thematic mm-hmm. for a lot of 
okay. couples, and it's a big thing. So I just wanna, I guess I just wanna open the can right oh, now. Oh boy, okay. And, and see what see where it takes us. But the question is this: um, This comes from Leo wife is mm-hmm. what the name we were given. It says, "How do I love my spouse while separated, and I'm the only one who has a relationship with Christ and standing and is standing for the marriage." Mm. So she's a. That is uh, a very that. It's very common. Very common. And you're not alone. Is my first thing that I'd say to you is that you, you're not alone because Christ is with you. He's he's close to the brokenhearted. One, he's he is close to the brokenhearted. Mm. He also you'll see throughout Scripture that God has a special place in His heart for the um, for for the widows. Basically, mm-hmm. effectively, you're not a widow, but it's there's that God is close to the single women in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so if you feel abandoned in this case, I just want to say that you are not alone because of the Savior you have and the God that you serve. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you're not alone in that there are other people in the body of Christ who have been where you are, right. who are where you are, and who have either seen hope in that or seen their way out of it by the grace of God. Okay, so just know that where you are, there is hope. And sometimes you just need that when you're in a place of... of um, of hurt, you're in a yeah. place of sorrow. You just need someone to remind you of the God you serve and the hope that is your birthright as a child of God. Right. Somebody adopted in by the blood of Christ. <clears throat> so that's the first piece of uh, that just came to mind. Do you have anything? I think that this one's always hard to swallow, but I think that God is so faithful in it. Um, when we remember that truly Christ is sufficient for us in all circumstances. Yeah. Um, and that's hard to understand, I think, and see, especially in times of, of brokenness and separation. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't underestimate your prayers and not saying that you, it's, this is not like say these things and it will happen, but really pursuing Christ, pursuing God, um, petitioning his heart for the, for the heart of your spouse, your mm-hmm. husband, I believe. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, asking God to soften his heart, asking God to put people in his life that uh, would stand for your marriage, that would advocate for you guys. I, I think good. that that is a way that we can, you know, exercise our faith. We can t- we can interact with God and tell ask God for the things that he he can absolutely give to us. Not saying that he will, because I don't. We don't always know his perspective on everything, but we have to ask. Yeah. We can ask. He wants us to ask. And he is still a good father, no matter what the answer is. And I think mm. remembering that in the hardest times is where is truly where we're refined and where our faith is built. Yeah. Um, and that's not to diminish the hurt or diminish the brokenness that's happening. I think um, God is going to use it. He he uses every piece right yeah. of our relationship, yeah. of our marriage, not just the good, but especially the bad. I feel like yeah. especially those hard times. He's so faithful to redeem. It's a good word. Very encouraging. Um, uh, two things came to mind that I would just layer layer in. All mm-hmm. really good. Um, the first one is that you said you're standing for your marriage. So um, let's see. How do I love my husband while separated? And this goes for husbands and wives. How do I love my husband while separated from him? And I'm the only one who has a relationship with Christ and is standing for the marriage. So I just mm-hmm. want to encourage you that you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Keep standing. Mm-hmm. That covenant that you made with your husband is important to God. It's yeah. important to you, clearly. Keep standing. Get people like Selena said in your life that will advocate for your marriage. You're praying for that into your husband's life that will advocate for you and advocate for your marriage. Um, but also surround yourself with those same people. Yeah. Because uh-huh. in, in, in that sense, you're listening to this podcast. Right. So 
keep standing. And, you know, we've have, we have friends who their, his, their parents got divorced. He went off and had this high power job, had, you know, countless affairs. Uh, he, you know, he served papers and she basically signed the papers, but said, I'm, I'm not signing this with my heart. I'm standing for our marriage. She never remarried. She, she stood, stood, stood. Can you imagine? Okay. You know how long they stood for 20 years. She mm-hmm. stood, she stood for 20 years. Yeah. Now, Okay, that's both, that's bittersweet, right? Right. Because 20 years is a long time, and right. no no spouse wants to look on, be on this side of 20 years looking out saying it's going to take 20 years. And she miraculously and supernaturally, God gave her the strength to stand yeah. in a way that was honoring to him. And what happened 20 years later, her husband, God, got God finally heart. got a hold of his heart in his perfect timing. It wasn't like God was trying and right. failing. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah. and, but I'm just nuancing that a little bit. Yeah. God finally got a hold of his heart, and and he came back, and now they're married again, reconciled. They remarried, and um, living out their mm-hmm. their covenant together. And so, all I have to say, I'm not going to say that everything ends that way. That's not. We don't have that promise in Scripture. We do have the promise of Christ. Right. We have the promise of His sufficiency. We have the promise of His joy and peace and everything when we put our hope in Him. Mm-hmm. So I I, I just want to I guess share that testimony, hopefully to build your faith. And to trust God in that way and trust him regardless of the outcome. Mm. Um, and then the okay. second the second thing that came to mind, so that was the first one. The second one is we a few weeks back we talked about praying and pursuing prayer for each other. Mm. Is usually it's, you're praying for things that are out of your control. This is completely out of your control. Pursuing is something that's in your control. You can still love him like Christ loved the church. You can still, or, or like Christ loved you. You can still love him and give him, um, you know, Whatever the Holy Spirit calls you to do in the name of love, in the name of Christ-like love, do those things in the name of pursuing of your husband. Mm. But also, don't forget to pray, that trusting that you're putting your husband's heart, your marriage, your heart in God's hands as a response to God's word. That's what prayer is. It's responding to what God has already said. So anyway, just stand on God's word, stand on his truth, pray, trust, and and pursue, and surround yourselves with people. It's not it's not an easy thing to do, but anyway, hope, we hope just any bit of this has helped. <laughs> so, there's a lot there. Yeah, no, it's very common, um, and there's a lot of people, I think, that are, are dealing with this. So, you know, we're all about marriage advocates, because there's plenty of people that would just say, hey, give up. It's easier. Yeah. Go find somebody else that'll make you happy. But God, don't is, give up. God yeah. is saying, don't give up, don't give up, trust me, trust me. So we just would echo that. And yeah, so pray, pursue, root yourself in scripture every day. And if you're not, be a, be a part of a local body of believers that mm-hmm. are Bible-based, gospel-centered, mm-hmm. okay? And get a pastor around you, somebody who can, and uh, you know, a pastor's wife, somebody who can stand alongside you Absolutely. in this and stand on God's word Absolutely. with you. Do not do it alone. Yeah, you don't have you're to. You're part of a body of believers. So good. Okay, um, this is a short episode, but I think we're going to call it here because okay. we're going to go get some lunch. We've done ton- two episodes today. So <laughs> anyway, um, Selena, why don't you pray us out? Okay. God, thank you so much for who you are um, and how you created us, how you created our bodies, uh, and how kissing can lead to so much more than just the physical intimacy, but also the spiritual and the emotional intimacy that you have purposed and created and desire for our marriage, God. I pray that you would uh, use this podcast to either warm some things up where it feels a little cold in the marriage, um, or I pray that, I also pray that you would use it to continue uh, as an expression and the fire that you, uh, that the connection they're having, that you're 
grace is allowing in their relationship at this time, God. And I pray that it would all be for your glory. Thank you that you've also designed it for our good, Lord. Uh, We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, this episode is? In the can. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. We hope this has blessed you. And as always, we will see you in about seven days. And until then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If our ministry has blessed you, we'd be honored to partner with you on Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. There are benefits to being a partner, but more than anything, you get to be part of making the Fierce Marriage podcast possible. To learn more, go to Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Fierce Marriage. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Thank you.